This is the Matters of Influence podcast, creating awareness and alignment today to become your best self tomorrow. With your hosts, Debbie Frapp and Terry Foster Nowland. Hello, Terry. <laughs> Hi, Debbie. <laughs> I am so excited. We've got a really good one today uh, for this podcast, Vulnerability Matters. And yeah, we, we can keep saying that word right throughout. Exactly. It, it's a tongue twister of a word. Vulnerability. <laughs> We'll have everybody repeat it three times at the end, right? That's right. It's kind of a key word out there right now. It, it is. It is. And so, and we're going to look at it in the uh, in a different perspective, though, around time. And mm-hmm. so I want to start us off with a quote by Valerie Burton, who I know is is a mentor to both of us. And we've had the pleasure of, of, of working with her um, Institute on Positive Psychology. And here's the quote. And oh, man, this one, like, it really gets me. Life is not about how much you can pack into your days. It's about the impact you can make with your days. Mm. Ouch. Yeah, because I I don't know about you, Terry, but uh, sometimes I pride myself on the amount of things that I can get done in a certain period of time, whether that be a day, that be an hour. And um, that one kind of resonated with me a little bit. So... Uh, so there's a quote to to start us off with, and 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 even as we look at, you know, this is going to be about time. Here's one of the things: time is a non-renewable resource, mm-hmm. and it can also be one of our greatest teachers. So I, I think the topic is important for us to um, to kind of talk about. So why don't you um, talk to us about vulnerabilities and okay. how we're kind of looking at that. You know, when I, I looked through this and, and that quote absolutely, as you know, resonated with me. And, um, you know, I go back to things my daughter Tara has said to me year after year. Do you really feel like you have to fill every moment of every mm-hmm. day? Right. Uh, yeah. And that really hit me home. She said hit home with me. She said that to me about five years ago. And it's only resonated extremely at a high level. Um probably in the past few years. Mm-hmm. And, you know, vulnerable just really means what we fall into. Yeah. Vulnerable can be a trap. You know, mm-hmm. vulnerability can be a trap. However, it's not good or bad. Um, right. Some of the traits that we're going to talk about today, and I really loved these, um, uh, they're, they're most leaders in our that we know. Mm-hmm have these, mm-hmm. possess these, mm-hmm. it's just that they've created awareness through their coaching or some other form that they are aware of these areas and they have chosen to work on them, mm-hmm. right? Yep, absolutely. So I think, I think that we need to start this with, we all are vulnerable. In fact, I laughingly read all these going, wait a minute, can I fall into each one of these? Because I think I do. <laughs> yes, exactly. And then I thought about it. What leaders do we know in our world that don't fall mm. into all of these? Probably not very many. Mm-hmm. The difference yeah. is they've chosen to work on them. Yeah. Right. So when we when we don't choose to work on them, that looks like a blind spot, right? Yeah, Absolutely. 
And, and what's a blind spot for people that may not understand what that is? Well, I want to use kind of an analogy here. So I want you to imagine you're you're in your car because this is when where, where this kind of phrase came from. You're you're driving in your car, and you know you've got your rear view mirrors, you've got your side mirrors, and then there's this place though that if we don't really turn around and look at it, it can be a blind spot that could be devastating. We could we could crash. We could. Uh, run into somebody. And I want you to think about that in your own life is that we need to be aware of these because if taken to the extreme, if we're not watching, if we're not turning around and saying, okay, how's that working for me? Is it getting me more of what I want? Or is it, has it become something that I I have to be cautious of? I need to look, I need to pay attention um, because it can um, it can give us results that we're not looking for, just like not seeing somebody in our blind spot in a vehicle. Mm, that's something I think we coach to every day, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I, I definitely believe we do. So, And to be vulnerable, I get coached on it every week. So, <laughs> so there you go. So the first one, let's try not to mess these words up, shall we? Okay. Um, optimism. <laughs> Tid yes. optimism, Debbie. Tid optimism. So I'm going to spell that Use for that people. Word every day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. I had to look at this and go, wait, what is that word? So here's how mm-hmm. it's spelled for those of you that, you know, like, uh, like to know how words are spelled. It's T-I-D optimism, O-P-T-I-M-I-S-M. And basically that's a time optimist. So talk to us about this one, Terry. <laughs> well, a time <laughs> optimist will tell you that they can cram more into their day than they can possibly accomplish, right? Mm-hmm. So absolutely, you might be the person, don't know anybody like this, that makes a checklist as the day goes by and you really don't feel great until it's done. Mm. Uh, you don't take a breather. Yep. You don't take a break. Yep. Uh, it can cloud your view. It overloads your lifestyle, actually. Yeah, absolutely. And A lot of the things that are on your list that you feel like you have to cram into your day are what Valerie Burton, who you referenced earlier, one of our mentors, calls false urgencies. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever made a list Mm -hmm. that felt so urgent? And at the end of the day, you look at that list and you go, ah, that's not so important. And you start crossing things off. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, this this showed up for me. um, Actually, it was at the... um, the beginning of last year. It, it, it's so powerful. Maybe it was this year. I don't know. And again, right? Vulnerability on time. Sometimes I lose track of time. Here's how this showed up, though. I had actually um, injured my back. And my youngest son was, was here visiting me. And I, I looked at the things on my list that normally I would have completed already. Hmm. And I said to him, I said, gosh, I'm so far behind. He goes, Mom, it's the 10th of January. What could you possibly be so far behind on? (laughs) And I said, well, I haven't done this. I haven't done this. I haven't done this. And he goes, don't you work for yourself? I was like, well, yeah, what does that have to do with it? And he goes, so you gave yourself a deadline of something to get finished and now you're upset with yourself because you didn't get it finished and you're your own boss. Interesting. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you really need to understand your 20%. We talk about this a lot. Yeah. What is the most meaningful? That's right. 
things that need to fill your day. Yep. Absolutely. So a great exercise for this is, and Debbie, you're like the queen of this observation. Yeah. You know, observe. Mm-hmm. Is this contributing to my meaningful life? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It's not a renewable resource. That's exactly right. Don't get it back. Okay. Which takes us into number two. Uh, perfectionism. Hmm. Perfectionism. Yeah. So here's one of the things that I find so interesting. If you had to look at kind of a symptom of how do you know you're a perfectionist, I don't know that a lot of people would actually identify procrastination as one of those. And yet procrastination is often fueled by perfectionism because there's this fear, false evidence appearing real, if you want an acronym for fear, that you won't get it right So you hesitate to start. Mm -hmm. Perfectionism is about making sure that there are no flaws. And um, oftentimes it's, it's we make things more difficult or complicated or more time consuming because of our attempt to make it perfect and to get it right. Boy, talk about a time trap. Um, Mm hmm. I I do believe there's a balance to this, right? Because it's like, um, you know, if we look at it, it, there there is no such thing as perfect. And and so we have to get to a point where we feel like, is that my best? Is that my best? If we lived a and if we lived a flawless life, how would we learn? Oh, exactly. So there's a there's a purpose for us being able to say, is that the best that I could do today? Now, maybe a month a year from now, a year from now, you could do it better. And yet it doesn't mean that in the moment that wasn't your best. So there's just a little, a little hint on how we can um, look at this in those traps that we fall into, yeah. right? That vulnerability. So that one, that one can be a really uh, hard a trap tough. that we put on ourselves. Yeah, I think the key is in to optimism and for perfectionism, possibly in all of these, Debbie, there is something in our past we're bringing forward. Sure, absolutely. To yep. optimism, there's guilt. It's mm-hmm. it you, it, it results in guilt and disappointment. Right. Perfectionism is grounded in fear. Yeah, absolutely. Fear of something, and you know, there's a phrase we use a lot: "Look good, be right." Yep, that's exactly right. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Sometimes mm-hmm. we are going to have to let that go. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Number three is overachieving. Oh, is this really a vulnerability? (laughs) Again, not good or bad. Exactly. Leaders. Exactly. Leaders. Uh, And and many of you will be thinking of leaders as we we say that out loud. Mm -hmm. People will start popping into your mind. Not good or bad. They probably need to be overachievers. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, it does say overachieving is driven by accolades and praise. Yeah. Most overachievers, though, Debbie, would you agree, say, oh, no, I don't need that. I don't need awards. That's I don't exactly need recognition. Right. I don't need That's any right. of that. Yeah. And we're like, mm-hmm. yeah, there's some mm-hmm. acknowledgement. We want to going back to that. We want to look good and be right. We want to look good. So we we want people to acknowledge, wow, you did that so well. Right. And. Again, it's if if we look at this as far as a blind spot, it, it that could be the blind spot because what happens when you don't get the acknowledgement that you want? Oh, you you will either go you will either seek it 
Mm-hmm. Or you will do something to prove more. I right. mean, you'll just keep working more towards it. You may get angry. Yeah. Uh, you or you just withdraw. Purpose. You just totally, you like, nobody's even recognizing it. Forget it. Then all of a sudden, now we're on the opposite side of that, of where we're only doing the what's expected and maybe even a little bit less than that, because why do I need to do more? Nobody recognizes it. Mm-hmm. You know what? Human nature, right? Human nature requires some accolades, some pats on the back. Sure. That a boy, you know, right? Yeah. It it requires it. Um, You know, the overachievers, they are just not satisfied very often that Mm -hmm. they have enough. Right. Exactly. They're always looking for more. Mm -hmm. You know, and I started thinking when I am in overachieving mode, how am I shifting that belief of what I should be doing as an achiever to the people that I lead that are mm. around me? Am yeah. I helping them form an unhealthy belief by demonstrating overachievement? Mm. I mean, that's just a personal thought that came to my mind. Yeah. Yeah. Good as point. I was reading through this material, right? Yeah. Good point. Really good point. Mm-hmm. So that overachieving leads us into. Over-responsibility. Now, this is one where I think has definitely shown up for me in my personal world, maybe with my kids. Mm. Um, and, and so if we look at this as, you know, our leadership is not just in the workplace, even though that's kind of what we're referencing, it also shows up in our family life. And so this over-responsibility where we're consistently doing for others what they can do for themselves, so, and, and what that ends up creating sometimes, and it's not the intention, believe me, we just want to do, right? We want to, we want to do for others. And yet if we create the, uh, a dependency upon us, we're actually doing more harm. Oh. And so this can be, this is where we kind of stress whether, um, even sometimes it's kind of like, oh, gosh, will they do it? Will they, let me just do it for them. Well, and this is, this is a pattern. Yeah. You consistently do for others what they can do for themselves. Uh-huh. That's right. We we are enablers. This is where enabling shows That's up. That's exactly right. Yep. Yeah. We're we're not people letting if we don't let people fall and learn for themselves, That's fail right. and learn for yeah. themselves. Yeah. How will they make it in the world? And I'm so glad you brought that up about the personal life. Mm-hmm. Uh because I mean you're I'm with you. Yeah. We yeah. tend to it becomes a protective barrier that we put up. Right. We're right. not just protecting ourselves. We think we're protecting whoever we are taking the responsibility away from. And That's actually, right. we rob people yeah. when we yeah. don't allow them to have their own responsibility and fulfill that. That's right. That's mm. right. And and I think, you know, our job as a leader, whether that be at home or whether that be in the workplace, is to provide a space so that people can learn um, and mm-hmm. also... Uh, make it a safe space to where failure's okay, and and we can encourage and we can do that. But when we do for others, we're actually, like you said, robbing them of development, mm-hmm. and we're going to create a dependency. Ourselves. Yeah, and we're robbing ourselves because we'll never be able to see what they're capable of doing until we let them do it. You know, there's a book, Debbie, um, not my monkey. Oh yeah. That. Uh, yeah, it's one of the uh, Manager Meets the Monkey series. Uh, That's oh, it. Hang on. Let's see. Yeah, Manager Meets the Monkey. It's one of the One Manager Minute Manager the series. 
really great book around that in the workplace. Yeah. I, I just thought of that. It just popped into yep. my head. I'm you're the one that said, Hey, you need to reread this or you need to pick this back up. Yeah. Yeah. I have a lot of, I have a lot of leaders uh, that have others reporting to them. Uh, It's a quick read, right? And it's, it's not something that's available on audible or, or anything like that. It's, it's a 1990s publication, I believe. And yet it still stands so true today. So yeah, great book uh, to read, particularly on this one. Manager meets the monkey. Manager meets the monkey. Good. All right. All right. So approval addiction. That's the next one. Mm-hmm. Um, saying no to people can make you really anxious because you don't want to upset, disappoint. Yeah. You just really don't want to turn down their request. And that probably leads back into the over responsibility. Yeah, it, absolutely. It does. Ties together, yeah. right? Right. You want to measure up, gain approval of others. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yep. Yep. You know, on this one, um, (laughs) uh, this is definitely one that I feel like I have definitely gotten better on. And one of the things is as an adult, first of all, I don't have to explain myself. And then the second thing is, is that no is a complete sentence. Ew, yeah. Yeah. And that anxious, if we looked at the emotion of anxious, it's actually future-based fear. So now we've gone back to fear again, right? It's we're fearing something. For some reason, we're fearing that we're going to be rejected because we said no to someone. Um, and and this shows up in a lot of different ways. But, you know, the two things that have really helped me know is a, is a full sentence. Um, and as an adult, I don't need to justify my actions. You know, a lot of times we'll say, oh, no, I really can't. And, and we don't need to do that. We, we can just say, no, thank you. It's 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 all about creating boundaries, right? That's right. Boundaries. That's exactly right. That's draw exactly. a line, draw a square yep. around yourself. Mm-hmm. What are my boundaries? Mm-hmm. Um, that's a whole nother podcast. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that'll be a good one. We'll have to that's make a, a note of that podcast. one. <laughs> and here's what I hope everybody's getting. We're saying words like guilt. Yeah. Stress. Yeah. Anxious or anxiety. Mm-hmm. Fear. All of these things that show up in these categories that you don't get a grip on are going to lead to your physiological destruction. Absolutely. This is where your health issues show up if you don't understand where you have to get control. That's right. And, you know, and a lot of times I think, you know, we look at emotions and we think, oh, positive, negative, good, bad. Um, It's emotions just are. It's whether or not the emotion is appropriate and when we think about some of these other emotions, I, I'd like to put them in a category of their pain emotions. Mm-hmm. And and so therefore, it's just kind of like if we have a pain somewhere, we need to pay attention to it. So if these emotions start showing up, each mm. of them have a purpose. We just need to pay attention to it and understand the purpose, which, again, might be another future podcast to talk about some of these pain emotions and what's the actual purpose that they bring to us. And when we understand that, then um, it kind of uh, it empowers us, honestly. You and I were talking about this a few weeks ago, real quickly. What would be a coaching exercise you would give to people to start recognizing what emotions are showing up? Oh, gosh. Um, well, I, I think part of it is just, you know, what is the emotion and what what tipped that emotion? Is it appropriate mm-hmm. or inappropriate? Is it, uh, is it based on something from the past, which is baggage, or is it an emotion that, um, you know, warrants? I mean, if... Uh, if somebody cuts you off in traffic, okay, 
um, likely that's going to cause your heart to pound a little bit. That's an appropriate reaction. Mm-hmm. Um, if then you want to get them back because they did that, that's when it turns into inappropriate. So I think the first part, Terry, honestly, is just having the awareness of where are these emotions showing up uh, on, a, on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. So what was the emotion? What were the results? Right. When did it happen? Yeah. Yeah. Why did it happen? Yeah. Just kind of what right. what triggered it, right? What exactly. It and and write about it. Yeah. Just write about it. Document it. Yeah. Not just mentally document it. Mm-hmm. What a great! It's a really great exercise. Yeah. And I have to speak from experience. So anyway. yeah, it okay. it is. It's good. It's good. So okay, our last one. Ah, uh, talk about another emotion. Here it comes. Everybody ready? ready. Excessive guilt. Again, this is applicable. This is not just workplace. This is no, friends, absolutely. friendships, yep. family. Yep. yep. And so this is where we start feeling guilty about other people's choices and, and things that um, have, have they haven't even gone wrong yet. But as a result, you overcompensate, you overcommit uh, of things that you don't have time for. And what you have to really be careful of is there are some people that will take advantage of that. Um, yeah. And and they do that to have it create a sense of urgency for you, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And and so this again, this has to be. All of these are so tied into the emotions. Um, so we, we will go th- in depth through those. Um, but I think one of the things that we have to be aware of is uh, make sure that we're not being manipulated into choosing somebody else's um, urgency. Uh, I I used to have a sign on my desk that said, lack of planning on your part does not constitute an emergency on mine. Yeah, your emergency is not my emergency. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and here, if I could say one thing from uh, future life, I mean, my past life, you know, and I dis, I'm not saying this out of disrespect for anyone other than my other than respect for myself. You've got to be aware of the people in your life that understand you may have this trait. Yeah. If they understand you have some guilt issues or mm-hmm. I'll get Terry to do it because I know she will. She won't say no to me. Right. Um, you know, manipulative, pe- manipulative people in your life can use it to get you to step out of your zone. That's exactly right. Yeah. To do the things that aren't meaningful and right. most important and in alignment with your That's goals. Right. That's exactly right. And your values. And manipulative people aren't bad people. I no, no, say no, that no. Again, no, no, right? no, no. They're not yeah. bad. They just don't no. maybe even know what they're doing. That's exactly right. It works exactly for them, right. so they do it. That's exactly right. And again, that's a boundaries issue that well, we've got some future podcasts that we've mentioned here, haven't we? So, oh, yeah, absolutely. Right. I yeah. hope they enjoy this because I've read over it probably five times. And again, I want to give credit to Valerie Burton for bringing the topic up um, just yep. for us to. to, to it it is. Into. It's it's good. It's good. And so we're we're um, so let's let's close this out. And uh, and then I want to kind of give a list of kind of questions and things that you can do about this. Again, we don't we don't want to do the podcast just for awareness sake. We want to do it to, for implementation sake. So mm-hmm. um We've got some good advice um, from this, uh, from a pretty, you mentioned books earlier. There's a really good one called the Bible. Um, You want (laughs) to, you want to. And and, and honestly, it is what Debbie's referencing is in Philippians 4, 4 through 7, Mm -hmm. where it gives us advice for guarding our vulnerabilities. I'm not going to quote it. I'll just 
let yeah. that sit with you if you'd like to look it up. Philippians yeah. 4, 4 through 7 yeah. talks about attitudes and actions um, as we turn and seek a different perspective mm-hmm. and how to handle our challenges. We get a clearer vision of what choices will bring meaning, reduce stress and discontent. That's this exactly goes back right. to all of the awareness mm-hmm. as we make the decision to choose what is meaningful over what feels urgent yeah. is, is where this really leads us to. Yep. Yep. So um, it's that that's what it is. So again, that's that observe and write. When that's exactly I, right. Witnessing yeah. What happened? What was the role, mm-hmm. result? How did I feel? What did mm-hmm. I do about it? That's right. It's a great, great activity. And I think, you know, in, in closing, this is going to look different for each person. And this mm-hmm. is where we have to make sure uh, that whole idea of this could be a strength or it could be a blind spot. Um, it, it's going to look different with each person. And so this is about truly going inward and knowing what works for us. So let's give a couple of questions that you could ask yeah, yourself as do. we wrap this up. So okay. of those six traits that we named, um, so the tid optimism, perfectionism, overachieving, over-responsibility, approval addiction, and excessive guilt, which ones do you see in yourself the most? And how are they currently impacting how you use your time. You know what? And and please remember the most, because I jokingly right. said at the beginning, yeah. can I be all of them? <laughs> yes. Many of us probably are. Yeah. Narrowing it down to the most. That's right. right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Give yourself that opportunity to kind of, you know, take a look at those and how is it maybe creating um, a blind spot? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Love it. All Love right. It. Okay. Thank you for listening to the Matters of Influence podcast. We hope you will subscribe to the podcast and share with your friends on social media. Please dive into social media on that and respond on that, our social media page. For more on us and this podcast, you can join our Matters of Influence Facebook page and our information site at mattersofinfluence.com. Yeah, we invite you to rate the podcast because, first of all, it it helps us uh, get better and it also gives us exposure. And uh, we've got some exciting things that we're going to be doing in the future with our podcast and so forth. And one of the things that we want to encourage you to do is on that Facebook page, um, post some questions. We would love to kind of uh, maybe take begin to take some listeners' questions that we can open up each of the podcasts with based on uh, previous podcasts. So please list your questions there. And so uh, next time, until next time, keep it real. Be the best you that you can be. Signing off. Bye, everyone.